Good morning and a very warm welcome to our phone service and podcast for today, Sunday the 19th of February. Our recording comes from Drung Church last week where we were looking at Revelation 18 uh, and the fall of Babylon and the call on God's people to come out of her. So I'll hand over to that service now and Keith was leading the service and I was speaking on uh, Revelation 18 so I'll hand you over now. So good morning and welcome to church everyone and good morning to you online and uh I should say that my name is Keith Clark and I'll be leading this morning but Nick is here to preach lucky enough. Our service this morning is one of morning prayer and our readings are from Revelation chapters 18 on into chapter 19. And just before we start we have a short prayer. God, may we we hear your voice and feel your presence. Amen. We begin our service with the singing of our first hymn, hymn number six, Immortal Invisible. our service cards on page one. Beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness, to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his spirit we may serve him 
and know the greatness of his love. You may be seated for our first Bible reading. Our first reading is from Revelation chapter 18, reading from verse 1. And it's printed on your service sheets. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean board, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the, the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues, for her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double portion for her in the cup she mixed, as she glorified herself and lived in luxury, so give her a like measure of torment and mourning. Since in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and mourning I shall never see. For this reason her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burnt up with fire. For mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. This is the word of the Lord. And we turn to page two, and we join in the confession at the top of the page two on your service cards. And we pray. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that has passed and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we stand. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. The Lord praise. So uh, Nick and Dorothy will bring us our all-age song, which is Be Strong and Courageous. Mm -hmm. 
page four and the Lord's Prayer as we join together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We continue on page five. Show us your mercy, O Lord. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness. O Lord, save your people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And we continue in prayer. Lord, we pray for all affected by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. For those working to rescue and make safe, we pray for their strength. For those seeking loved ones in the middle of rubble, we pray for your hope. For those bereaved or injured, we pray for your comfort. For those made homeless, we pray for your provision. Just as you heard the psalmist cries for rescue, please answer our prayers for your people in crisis. Lord, in your mercy. We remember today those who are bereaved. We especially think of the MacDool family and their loss of Abby. 
Lord, look with compassion on Nigel, Audrey, Damon and Jamie. Give them your comfort and strength. Help them through each empty day. Increase their courage and heal their pain. And we think too of the extended McDool and Young families, Abby's grandmothers, Abby's many friends, teammates, the choir and fellow students in the Royal School Cavern. May they all know your comfort at this time. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those unwell or needing prayer at the moment. We remember Leon Briardy, Olive Simmons, Lucy Roberts, David Riley, Maria Tiernan, and the family and friends of Derek Ormiston, Roy Ormiston, Derek Fleming, and John Smith. We keep a time of silence as we remember those people or situations that we deem need prayer. We pray that you would help those people we have named or thought about and you would be a refuge and strength to all. We ask this and all our prayers in your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ's name. Amen. The collect for today is on the front of your service sheet and we join in that collect. Almighty God, you have created the heavens and the earth and made us in your own image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit reigns supreme over all things, now and forever. Amen. And we join in the collect on page five, at the top of page five. Sorry, that's wrong. On the top of page six. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us, that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life, we may never forget your presence, but may remember we are always walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we stand for the Apostles' Creed on page 3. And we say together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator and heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated for the second Bible reading. The reading is printed on your service sheets. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, and all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and slaves, that is, human souls. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of these wares who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, for the great city that was that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels, and with pearls. For in a single hour all this wealth has been laid waste, and all shipmasters and seafaring men, sailors, and all whose trade is on the sea, stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city, where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth. For in a single hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, so will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of harpists and musicians, of flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. And the light of a lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all who have been slain on earth. After this I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute 
who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, thank you very much, Keith, for leading us throughout the service. Um, Please do turn back to Revelation chapter 18, either in the church Bibles or on the service sheet. And let's pray for God's help as we look at his word together. Lord God, our Father, sometimes your word has hard things for us to hear. And we pray this morning as we uh, hear your word to us, that you give us soft hearts to respond to your word. Please may your Holy Spirit help us today to believe your word and to heed what it says. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this week, of course, there has been the awful earthquake in Turkey, uh, affecting thousands, millions, uh, and there have been disturbing images as we've seen the rescuers searching through the rubble. And sometimes there's, there's rejoicing, isn't there, as they find someone still alive, and it's great. But other times there's wailing as they find a dead body. And it's heartbreaking, and we pray for those whose lives have been shattered in this terrible tragedy. It's great to be able to give to support the Bishop's Appeal or, or Tear Fund. But one of the images, as we've seen it on the news, one of the images that struck me was of the, the collapse of a high-rise building just in, in seconds. You know, it was standing there one minute among the rubble, and then the next it was just gone. It just went down. Uh, now, we don't have too many high-rise buildings in, in Cavan, but, you know, when you head into Dublin, you get to Blanchardstown, I think that's where you first see the, the high-rise building, you'd see the eBay Tower. Uh, that, that the offices there, they look strong and secure. Can you imagine them just crumbling down? It's a powerful picture because I've been looking at Revelation 18 this week and studying it. As I saw that on the news, I couldn't help but think of verse 2. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great. A kingdom that looks so secure, so prosperous. Years of building, wiped out. In, in more or less an instant, we're told in verse 10, three times we're told about the, how quickly it'll be. Verse 10, for in a single hour your judgment has come. Verse 17, for in a single hour all this wealth has been laid waste. And verse 19, for in a single hour she's been laid waste. Now we need to be very careful about making a comparison to Turkey because when Jesus was asked uh, about um, a tower that fell over. There was a tower in a place called Siloam and it fell over and it crushed 18 people to death. And he was asked about that and uh, some people were obviously thinking those were bad sinners and they deserved that. And Jesus said, do you think that they were any worse than the rest of you? And he said, no, I'll tell you they weren't. But unless you repent, you too will perish. And so Jesus is saying to us, when you see a tragedy, don't be wagging the finger, but but ask yourself, 
Is there something I need to repent of? As we see those in Turkey, we shouldn't be saying that they must be worse than us, but instead examining ourselves, do, what do I need to repent of? And as we see something as awful as that earthquake, it should motivate us to give and to pray and to see the reality of just how fragile our world is. Things that look so secure one moment can be gone the next. To see where we're heading and to ask the question, who or what am I building my life on? Have a look at verse 2. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. Babylon that looked so mighty. Of course, the empire had fallen by this time, as John's writing, as the angel's speaking here. The empire had fallen in 539 BC. But the point is, every empire in the first century, John would have been thinking about Rome. But every empire, every people that sets itself up against God will fall. Today, any society that ignores God and his ways will not last, but will fall. And to reject God is to reject what is good. And do you see what it leads to? It leads to fellowship with what is unpleasant. So as the fall of Babylon is described, we're told in verse 2, she has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. If society rejects God, evil fills it. As we turn away from God, evil will fill the void. And what do you see when you turn on the news? Violence, abuse, murder, disasters, drugs. And this week I heard about nurses who were spat at and threatened. Why is that? Well, verse 3 tells us, For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. The world has ignored God. This picture of sexual immorality, immorality is a picture of being unfaithful to God, the one who made us. And, and as we turn away from God, well, he hands over societies to their own ways, to their own evil. But the problem is, people are too busy enjoying the world to notice. Occasionally we stop and think something wakes us up. But then we just get back on with living. It's a danger for Christians as well. And so there's another voice in verse 4. And I think this is Jesus' voice in verse 4. Because he says, come out of her, my people. Remember, Jesus is the one we heard at the beginning of Revelation. The one who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. And so we belong to him. He calls us my people. Come out of her, my people, Jesus says. Don't join in her sins. I bought you with a price. Come out of her. Jesus calls his people to see the world for the, the sinking ship that she is and to come onto the ark of his salvation. But what does it mean to come out of Babylon? Because we've got to live here, haven't we? We've got to make a, a living, we've got to eat. We can't leave this world. What does he mean, come out of her, come out of Babylon? Well, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It, it doesn't mean go and be a hermit. 
go and live in isolation because Jesus told us that we are to be salt and light. Christians are to be salt and light in our communities to point people uh, to Jesus, to preserve, to bring light. So it, it can't mean go and, go and live as a hermit, nor does he mean you, you can't enjoy anything in this world. All things are to be received with thanksgiving, all good things. And in fact, if you're a Christian, I think you can enjoy things in this world more because you can give thanks to the one who made it. You know him. So as you're enjoying that nice strip loin steak, you can thank God for making it so tasty. As you see the, the, the buds and the snowdrops coming up and the, and the beauty of spring, you can thank the one who's causing it to happen. As you see a beautiful sunset, you can thank God. You can, you can enjoy things in this world. What, then, what, what does he mean when he says, come out of her, my people? Well, remember who he's talking about. He's talking about Babylon, which represents all opposition to God. So when Jesus come, calls his people to come out of the world, come out of Babylon, he means don't join in the things that the world is doing that are sinful. The things that the world says are okay and you can do, but that God says you shouldn't do because they lead to death and destruction. Uh, so things like drunkenness, or gossip, or greed, or sexual immorality, taking God's good gift of sex outside of the place he intended it for within marriage between man and woman. And Jesus says, look, if you do this, if you don't come out of her, you'll end up taking part in her sins and you'll end up sharing in her judgment. Verse 4. In his book, uh, no little people. Francis Schaeffer has a chapter on walking through the mud. And the mud he refers to as the dirt of this world. How can you walk in this world without getting dirty? He says the real battle is in our minds, our thought world. Come out of Babylon means to come to Jesus and ask for his help to convince us that his ways are best that his ways of living are the best ways to, to live, that we wouldn't be distracted by all the temptations in the world about us. I mentioned uh, last week Pilgrim's Progress, and there's another bit in, in the book where Christian hears that, about, about the, the, the judgment that's to come on the city of destruction where he's living, and he's told to flee to Jesus to, to find life. And he comes out of that city, he's running out of that city, shouting, life, life, eternal life. And the people from the city of destruction follow him and they say, no, 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 come back. Think about all you're losing by, by leaving the city of destruction behind. Think about all that you're losing. And he says, no, come with me. All that you give up is not worth comparing to the glory that lies ahead. What I seek is unfading, imperishable, kept in heaven for me. Come with me. That's going to be destroyed. Come with me. And I think it's a great picture of what it means to come out of Babylon. Or, or as the hymn puts it, in, in glorious things are we are, uh, of thee are spoken, fading is the worldling's pleasure, all his boasted pomp and show, solid joys and lasting treasure, none but Zion's children know. Jesus isn't calling us to less joy, but to more joy. Just joy in the right things. Joy in what he knows will truly satisfy Jesus says, come out of her, my people. You're made for something better. You're my people, 
And if you don't come out of her, you'll go down with her. If you live for this world only, it won't last. Do you see what happens to those who refuse to come to Jesus? Verse 5, we're told, For her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. All of us have sinned, but for those who turn to Jesus, the psalmist tells us, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If you come to Jesus, he'll, he'll remove it all for you. But if you refuse to repent and refuse to come to Jesus, verse 5 tells us, for her sins are heaped as high as heaven and God has remembered. He doesn't forget your iniquities if you don't come to Jesus. He remembers them. Sometimes we think sin is not that serious, but here it tells us our sins are heaped as high as the heaven. Because our sin is against an infinitely holy God. And to say no to him is infinitely serious. To refuse forgiveness from Jesus, to refuse to repent, means judgment will come. And you see the distress of the kings of the earth who, who lived in luxury, who enjoyed this world, but with no reference to God. We're told about the kings in verse 9, the merchants in verse 11, and the seafarers in verse 17. Those who live for Babylon, for this world alone, well, they might enjoy luxury now. And you can see that list of luxury in verse 12. Think about this in the first century when they didn't have all the methods of transport we have today. How costly it must have been to get all of these items. Verse 12, cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and slaves. That is human souls. Well, as you read that list, you could think probably most of those things we could say thank you to God for and enjoy them. But that last one gives us an indication of where these people are and what their God is. You see, their God is money and they're prepared even to trade people. People made in the image of God, they're prepared to trade them as slaves. Human souls exchanged for money. And it's not too different today, is it? As there's sex trafficking, prostitution, pornography, where people are sold for profit and pleasure. And look at the idolatry of these people who are facing God's judgment. We're told in verse 18, they say, what city was like the great city? Here's language that should be reserved for God. What God is like God? There's no God like our God. But instead they say, what city is like our city? What cities like the great city? And how foolish they are to live just for this world. Because they, like the earthquake, they're going to be flattened. Like the millstone that we're told in verse 21, a great millstone that's thrown into the sea, they'll be found no more. And, and along with them being found no more, we're told what else won't be there anymore. Verse 22, there'll be no more music. We've enjoyed singing this morning. But we're told here in verse 22, there'll be no more music. There'll be no more craft, no more trade there in verse 22. And the light of the lamp in verse 23 
will not shine anymore. It's a bleak picture, isn't it? In, in the wintertime, we, we long for the springtime. We long for the stretch in the evenings. Imagine if that didn't come and it was just darkness. And there'll be no love, we're told in verse 23, that the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will be heard in you no more. Here's a bleak picture. It's a shadow of hell, isn't it? No wonder there's wailing as, as they see the destruction of Babylon. They cry, alas, 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 alas. There is mourning and weeping over this tragedy. And there's such a contrast to the no mores that are there in verse 20, chapter 21. When we get to chapter 21, there's another list of no mores, but for God's people. So for those who reject Jesus, there's no more music, there's no more love, there's no more light, there's no more work. But for those who trust Jesus, in Revelation 21 we're told there's no more death, no more tears, no more mourning, no more suffering, no more crying, no more pain. Do you see the difference between being God's people and those who live for Babylon? Well, just as there's wailing in Turkey, and rejoicing, wailing over those that are lost and rejoicing when someone's found. Well, so here in Revelation 18 and 19, there is wailing, but there's also rejoicing. There's rejoicing over salvation in chapter 19, verse 1. But I wonder if you spotted the other thing. It's very strange. It feels almost like a bit of a, a, a jerk, a change in gear when you get chapter 18, verse 20. Did you, did you see what there? There's all this wailing, and then suddenly we're told, verse 20, Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. There's a bit of a shock, isn't there? Because here the rejoicing is over judgment. There's a rejoicing over this judgment. And chapter 19, verse 1, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. God's people will rejoice that the enemies are destroyed. In heaven, there'll be no opposition to God. It'll be a reason to celebrate. There'll be no temptation, no hurt, no pain, no murder. There'll be justice. If you're a Christian, you will one day celebrate in the judgment of God. But the timing is vital because now, in this lifetime, you and I are called to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us and to pray for those who are going down with Babylon, that they might step onto the ark of salvation of Jesus Christ. We're to urge them, uh, come out of her. Just as... Uh, Christian does in Pilgrim's Progress. We're, we're to be those who say, look, all you give up by coming out of her is not worth compared to the glory you will receive in the unfading, imperishable city. But if people refuse to come to Jesus, refuse to repent, one day we will rejoice because God's judgment is right. It is right that sin is punished. Well, as we close this morning, are there areas in our lives where we need to come out of Babylon? Areas where we've gone the way of the world and we need to come out and live as Jesus' people.
Jesus calls us my people. He, he's the one who loves us and frees us from our sins by his blood. He's the one that's willing to pay for that sin so that you don't have to. Come out of her, my people. And maybe there's others that are on our mind that we need to pray for and urge that they too would come out of Babylon, come out of this world to live for Jesus so that they too will be safe on that day of judgment. Let's pray as we close. Come out of her, my people. Lord Jesus, you know the different temptations each one of us faces. Areas where we're tempted to go the way of the world and not to go your way. Please help us to see your way is best. Your way is the way that leads to true and lasting joy. Help us to come out of this world. And we also pray for those we know who are, who are in love with this world and don't want to follow you that you would be merciful to them and that we might be those who urge them to come out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Nick, for that. Uh, our final hymn and our offertory hymn is hymn number 491, We Have a Gospel to Proclaim. We stand to sing.
We bring our time of worship together to a close as we all join in the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Well, let me just update you with the announcements for this week. On uh, Tuesday, there's Mother's Union meeting at 11 o'clock. And on Wednesday, there's Bible study in the evening at 8.30. On Thursday, there's Stradone Tots and Toys. And In Touch is in the afternoon at 3.30 till 5. And then on Friday, it's GFS. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the the podcast or the phone service. Um, I'll say goodbye there. Thank you. Bye-bye.